Hi everyone, welcome. I'm Katrina King, Senior Communications Officer with Colleges and Institutes Canada. We are the country's largest post-secondary education network. CICAN, as we call ourselves for short, advocates, builds capacity, and drives knowledge to strengthen Canada's publicly supported colleges, institutes, CEGEPs, and polytechnics. Today, we have the honor of sitting down with our new president and CEO, Perry Johnston. Perry brings with her a wealth of experience, having spent 25 years driving the transformative impact of Canada's skills, research, and innovation ecosystem. Before joining us, Perry served as the Vice President of Policy and Public Affairs at Genome Canada. A strategic leader, alliance builder, and advocate for cross-sectoral impact, Perry's influence has reached parliamentarians, senior officials, industry leaders, community partners, and of course you, the public. Her professional journey also includes an impressive two-decade tenure at Universities Canada, where she ascended to the position of Vice President of Policy and Public Affairs. And her story does not end there. Outside her professional commitments, Perry is a devoted community advocate. She serves on the Royals Board of Trustees, which is Canada's foremost mental health care teaching and research hospital. And inspired by her own experiences, she founded Housing Through an Autism Lens, addressing housing challenges for autistic young adults in Ottawa. Lastly, Perry has played a crucial role as a founding board member of the Conversation Canada, the national digital media organization for academic journalism. Today, we're peeling back the layers to uncover the person behind this impressive resume. We'll explore Perry's background, her journey, and her vision for the future of Canada's colleges and institutes system. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Perry Johnston, the eighth president and CEO of CICAN. Welcome, Perry. Thank you so much, Katrina. I'm really happy to be here and doing this podcast with you. Great. Well, we're very excited and we feel very lucky that we could uh, have you join a podcast so early in the game. Uh, so let's let's dive right in. Uh, Perry, as I've mentioned, you bring a great deal of unique experience and insights to this organization. Can you share more about your professional background and what led you to pursue a career in the skills, research, and innovation ecosystem? Absolutely. Um, well, first of all, you know, I, I wanted to start off with the fact that I have spent uh, many, many years at Universities Canada, where it was really uh, the opportunity to cut my teeth, if you will, on the incredible uh, breadth and depth and strengths of uh, higher education across this country. And so um, I had I grew up in Saskatchewan, I think as folks know, but moved to Ottawa for graduate school where I studied international affairs. And I had an opportunity early on uh, post-graduation to uh, work um, as an intern at Universities Canada. That led to then uh, an opportunity to actually come come on board as a, as a staff member in the International Relations Division. And so I, I really spent the first part of my career there, becoming very exposed to the incredible uh, global uh, reach of Canada's post-secondary system, uh, the strengths we bring uh, to partnerships abroad when it comes to uh, sending our students, uh, bringing students to Canada, building development cooperation and other um, you know, training and research partnerships. And so over the years, I really was able to uh, represent Canada's, you know, higher education system abroad. Uh, and it also made me see uh, the uh, same challenges that countries were facing overseas that we were facing in Canada. So, you know, and one always says yes to new opportunities. In my case, I did that. So we uh, were starting at Universities Canada 
to develop a stronger focus on member relations. And I'm always one to lean in when a new opportunity to grow comes. So when I was asked to uh, shift from my international uh, focus to take on member relations and really grow the suite of services and supports for uh, the universities um, and their leadership, I jumped at it. So I had a lot of chance over those years to really get into, you know, policy developments and policy issues and, and academic and research issues that matter to Canada's university presidents. I'm really excited about, you know, being able to work with the member services team here at CICAN for similar reasons. And ultimately, I, I continued to develop and grow in, in uh, the um, work on the national side of, of Universities Canada for many years, ultimately uh, serving as Vice President Policy and Public Affairs. Uh, where I really uh, was responsible for, for engagement and, and providing strategic leadership to our overall advocacy agenda uh, on behalf of Canada's universities. And I really spent a lot of my time on Parliament Hill talking to decision makers and policymakers about why it matters to invest in research, innovation and, um, you know, skills development. And I was always so impressed, no matter who you talk to, about the um, interest in understanding how you know post-secondary institutions in those communities make such a difference and so you know that that was really um, a 22-year career in that in that space and along the way I worked with the Canadian University uh, colleges often we we had different working groups and a lot of very strong partnerships which I know have only grown and then just to close up, Katrina, just to say that, you know, in the last uh, four years, I, I decided that it was really a time to go a little deeper in an area of transformative science. And so when an opportunity to take on the VP role at Genome Canada uh, came along and work under the, you know, really extraordinary leadership of Rob, Rob Annan, uh, the CEO there, I jumped at the chance and joined Genome Canada, which is the National Research uh, Investment Organization for Genomics. Um, um, I joined right during COVID um, and we uh, really were very active in Canada's COVID response and the role of genomics and viral surveillance. And then in really telling the story about why it matters to continue to invest in uh, you know, a genomics agenda for Canada and, where, and how we could really marshal Canada's genomics capabilities in health and in non-human health areas uh, to benefit Canadians. So I've combined that post-secondary system perspective with, with really understanding you know, the, the importance of, of, of our research strengths and key areas. And so I'm hoping I can bring all of that to, uh, to this new role. That's so great. And thank you for sharing those insights. It's, it's clear that your experiences have really been instrumental in shaping your perspective. And, and of course, we're excited to see how those perspectives will influence our work together here as a network. So thank you. Um, in a similar vein, what inspired you to join Colleges and Institutes Canada and what aspects of our mission really resonate with you the most? Yeah, well, you know, and it's 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 really, you know, I feel in a way that everything that I have been able to learn and uh, achieve and and the and and the relationships that I've been able to build and the impact that I've been able to have and the growth I've had as a leader uh, really all came together when I saw the uh, this opportunity at Colleges and Institutes Canada. Um, I followed Denise's career with with great admiration and the impact of CICAN and what its members were doing 
were really doing both in Canada and abroad. And so it just seemed like this perfect fit uh, with what I had, um, you know, my own career path and what I thought I could bring to this incredibly important national organization. You know, I really see myself as a steward, Katrina, a steward of an important national association and the aspirations of our members from coast to coast to coast. And um, at a time when I think the value proposition of Canada's colleges and institutes, CGEP et Polytechnique, is, has never been higher. And, and so what attracted me was the mission, the mission of this association and the members to build stronger communities for a stronger Canada and to extend that expertise into building stronger communities through you know, college education and training and applied research in partner countries. The, the closeness as anchor public institutions in communities right across this country, I'm so excited to be able to get out on member campuses soon and really experience uh, the innovative and 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 dynamic work going on and and ultimately too I mean this team uh, you know I was I am really I knew that I was going to be joining a very very high performing uh, highly connected team and my first week here has just only reinforced that this was absolutely the best choice I could have I could have made and I really think in closing that you know, we we are driven by uh, very strong uh, values of of access, of pr ensuring that the opportunities of a college, you know, our learning institutions are offering um, an education to students no matter where they live, no matter what you know the, if they have some learning challenges or if they are have not been highly represented in in post secondary education. That the, the mandate to serve those communities is really close to my own value system. That's so fantastic. Thank you, Perry. And I'll say that although we haven't known you very long, or at least I haven't known you, your your passion in this space is palpable and it's already being felt in the, the virtual halls and the physical halls of this office. So uh, it's appreciated and we thank you for that. Um, so beyond your professional commitments, you're actively involved in community advocacy, so such as your work with the Royals Board of Trustees uh, and housing through an autism lens. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about these experiences and how these uh, experiences have influenced your perspective on both post-secondary education and community engagement? Absolutely. Yes, no, I, I am a proud uh, member of the Board of Trustees of, of the Royal, which is the only specialized mental health hospital uh, training, you know, training institution and research uh, hospital in Ottawa. And it comes from very deep lived experience uh, in terms of our own family having had, uh, you know, uh, experience with uh, a loved one in, in the Royal's youth youth program, my, my son, and I uh, was able to, just through that experience, want to be able to give back my own learnings. I brought a certain skill set, but also just feeling how important it was to, because my son was at a very vulnerable age, that transition from, from teenagehood to adulthood. And this is exactly, you know, for the for the post-secondary system, even though I know many of our college members offer learning for more mature students, you know, still that that cohort of young adulthood um, is such a transitional vulnerable time for many folks, particularly when there is mental illness. 
and or neurodiversity, and in my son's case, that, that they were connected. It, it's really in, it inspired me to give back to ensure that uh, one of you know our most important community institutions, i.e., the Royal, uh, was uh, I was able to bring a, a family experience, but also an experience of somebody who's passionate about public policy, but also who could help think about how do we connect better with the post-secondary institutions in our city. Um, the the work that CI can and Universities Canada has done, and I was quite involved in that at the time, to ensure there's more supports, integrated supports for students uh, who are suffering from mental health challenges is critical. And um, I'm such a strong advocate of mental health is health and that we need to invest much more in integrated uh, mental health services and supports and mental health research. Um, there's amazing research going on um, at the Royal with Ottawa U and others. So, so that was part of it, Katrina. I would say with respect to um, the linked work that I uh, initiated as a parent with respect to housing and autism, is again, my older son was, um, you know, struggling to uh, find, um, we were struggling to find housing for him uh, when it was, you know, clear that he would want his own space as somebody with, with, you know, like any young person doesn't want to live with their mom forever, but, but they all, he also needed some support and there was really very little. And so I thought, well, what can I do about it? I, I was able in our case to renovate our garage so he could live there in a coach house, but that's somebody with privilege and financial means and I was very sensitive to the fact that that's not necessarily the case for many families and so we were lucky to be able to get a, a two-year funded a, what was called solutions lab from the CMHC to really investigate what was the lived experience uh, in, in housing for autistic adults and we created a blueprint from all that research because we really the, it was came from the stories the lived experience of stories of autistic adults across the country to create a seven-point blueprint of what it what uh, could, or ingredients for uh, you know thriving uh, in in housing for autistic adults, and it's now being continued by the Accessibility Institute at Carleton University. So as you can see, so it, it kind of was a culmination of a lot of my interests, and I'm, a, I'm I try to be a, a systems connector and dot connector, and uh, I'm hoping I can bring some of that uh, you know spirit into the uh, to the into this new role. Of course, and I'm sure you will. And it's really inspiring to hear about your work within communities, especially how your own experiences have given you important insights in areas like mental health, accessibility, and it sounds like inclusion kind of as well, um, which of course, as we know, are kind of key priority areas within the college and institute system as well. So uh, yeah, Absolutely. it's really fabulous to hear. Um, what is your vision? I know that's a that's a big question, but what is your vision for the future of Canada's college colleges and institute system? And how do you plan to contribute to its growth and success during your tenure as eighth president and CEO of CICAN? <laughs> yes, big question on day yeah. four. But um, it is it is important. And what I'll say, Katrina, is you know I have a lot to learn, and and especially from our members. So one of you know one of my first priorities is really going to be to build on the incredible foundation of work that you and all the team under Denise's leadership and the board's leadership have have really driven. But to spend some time listening to members, what are their strengths, aspirations, challenges? Uh, how can we deliver even greater value um, in the context of a disrupted and changing landscape? 
state, uh, both politically, both geopolitically, in terms of you know more constrained financial env environment, uh, in terms of government spending, uh, some of the very important concerns that you you know we're seeing in terms of social polarization, uh, climate, obviously the climate crisis. There's just a lot of different drivers that are really adding a lot of pressure uh, to our colleges and to for me, the association really needs to understand where uh, some of the trends are going, uh, what our members are really most looking for in terms of value from our association, um, and how we can better really tell tell the story of the impact that colleges are having on the lives of Canadians. And so um, I'm going to be doing a lot of listening, a lot of member engagement, um, meeting partners, uh, meeting, um, you know, our, our funders, meeting uh, uh, partners abroad to really understand where, you know, but but certainly a couple of early thoughts that I've been you know, sort of discussing and was discussing with, with the board as, as I was coming in were, you know, there's a real opportunity, I think, for the uh, strengths that the colleges and polytechnics institutes in Asia bring in, in Canada's research and innovation ecosystem, particularly as it relates to how that links up to industrial strategy and industrial transformation as we look at areas like clean green growth, the energy transition, uh, areas of biomanufacturing and uh, uh, electrification. I really think that there, there, we could even build stronger links there, what we can offer and bring solutions to the table. I'm interested in building on the very strong work and partnerships to continue to advance Indigenous reconciliation engagement through through work with the uh, colleges. Uh, there's already been terrific work there. We have some important memberships and partnerships, but I think it's another area where it's our responsibility to continue to um, work in partnership and, and respond to the defined priorities of, of Indigenous, Métis and Inuit communities across the country. So those are some areas where I'm particularly focused on and, and uh, uh, want to learn you know, from the team and the members uh, about uh, what we're going to be able to do together to build a shared future uh, for, uh, for Canadians through, through the college's uh, excellent work. Perfect. Well, I think that all sounds wonderful and that you did a very good job at answering uh, such a big question, as you say, <laughs> on only day four. So I appreciate your answer to that. Um, on that kind of positive and it's energizing note, are there any messages or pieces of advice you'd like to share with our members, uh, our partners of the broader community as you embark on your new role? Well, what I would say really is please reach out. I am very, very um, interested in, um, as I said, hearing from members, getting out on campuses. Um, I really am looking to sit down with our partner or existing partners, but also looking at where we should be uh, expanding some of our uh, uh, our partnerships with, with the cities, for example, uh, with national Indigenous organizations, uh, with organizations that really could see where we have some shared interest and purpose. So I would say, you know, reach out. Um, I certainly will be doing that. Um, and, you know, I, I'm looking forward, for example, to our uh, spring conference in Calgary, where I'm going to have a chance to meet so many of the member institutions and our partners in a very dynamic uh, city. Uh, we're so excited to be partnering with SAIT and Bow Valley on, the, on that conference. I would say that I... Uh, 
really just want to say the colleges uh, and, and CICAN are are um, continuing to be very much uh, a, par a partner that wants to bring solutions to the table in areas of key public policy, uh, like housing, um, like industrial strategy, etc. So please uh, see us as a resource, see us as a as 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 a convener um, of of capacity in this in, in this country around key public policy issues and. Please knock on my door because I'll be knocking on yours. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. And I'll put a bit of a plug in here too. Um, Perry, I know you're very active on social media. Of course, the yeah, I can. We're always communicating kind of where you are, where we are. So encouraging all our listeners to follow both us and, and yourself um, on, on social media to kind of keep track of, of where you are across the country over the coming months. So thank you so much. Your obviously your honesty and your enthusiasm makes us feel very inspired for our work uh, together, as I've said before. So we wanted to switch gears a little bit here and to add a bit of a splash of fun and spontaneity yeah. to our conversation uh, and to also put you in the hot seat. Uh, we wanted to conduct a quick round of rapid fire questions. So I have 10 questions. Um, they're meant to be very fast. You can answer with the first thing that comes sure. into your sure. head. So if you're ready, I will start. Awesome. Okay. So Perry, what is the first thing you want to achieve at CICAN? Well, I really want to get to know the team. And if I can learn everybody's names uh, before Christmas, I'll be really happy. Amazing. It's a oh, big team. A, I was going to say, and Christmas <laughs> is just around the corner. So good luck with that. Do you have any hidden talents? Uh, no, no, I, 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 I am a green thumb. I love gardening, but no, I, I, I don't know if that's a talent, but it's a passion. Uh, in three words or less, describe your leadership style. I would say authentic, collaborative, and human-centered. Perfect. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Ooh, well, if I'm honest, I'm a night owl. I'm I'm a forced morning person because I get up to try to work out uh, in the morning, but my trainer sees me usually with a cup of coffee in my hand. <laughs> so we know we know we can maybe reach you better in the night if, if people yeah. are yeah. curious yeah. to get Although you. Although we're not, we're go we're gonna watch. Uh, I I we I won't be sending you guys emails at night. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, that's good to know too. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, what is the most important lesson you've learned in your career? Well, I've learned uh, I've learned that it's important to say yes when new, really intriguing opportunities come along. That that my inner voice might be saying, "Oh, you know, am I ready?" Uh, just to just to put myself out there and say yes to it. You know, I think sometimes women leaders we second guess ourselves, and I have learned to trust that voice that says, "You can do this." For sure, I love that. Are you currently reading any books, and if so, which one? Uh, yes, I'm in a book club with some friends. So we, through them, I've read such amazing books. Um, we finished a book, uh, the latest book by Barbara Kingsolver called Demon Copperhead, which just blew me away. It's it's set in the Appalachians and it's an incredible family story about the impact of the opioid crisis and, and uh, but beautiful writing. Yeah. Great. I'll add that to my list. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Well, I had an executive coach uh, a couple of years ago, and she talked to me about the importance of the competency of pause. And it means, you know, I was good at a lot of things, but she wanted me to develop that leadership trait of being able to stop, reflect, and think, and build and pause into my life. And, uh, I, and, and I'd never thought about it at a as a competency, but it really, really is. And it's one that I have really tried to uh, hold dear now and, 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 and keep exercising the muscle of building the competency of pause. 
That's great. I think that's something all of us can can do and, and learn from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you had a magic wand, what's one thing you would change about the college and institute system? Well, uh, I think that, you know, what what I what I it's really more about what what I would like to see, and that is increased investment. Um, you know, the the need to really, particularly where it's particularly challenging in certain provinces right now, but the need to invest in the you know post-secondary system uh, and and the institutions to ensure that we are able to provide the the community building roles we need to be able to play particularly in a changing economy so if i could wave a magic wand for a strong policy uh, agenda and investment agenda that supports uh, sustainable funding for uh, post-secondary nationally but certainly in certain provinces i would i would absolutely do that and certainly it's going to be a big focus for me and the members and the team is is making that case and supporting uh supporting those conversations provincially through our regional provincial associations but also federally um as well for applied research and other areas where uh, where we just need to continue to invest we need to see it as an investment in our future sure exactly hopefully we can make that magic happen what excites you most about the future of post-secondary education? Well, you know, and I have, again, a lot to learn here, but I was, I've already had a chance to be on a few campuses. I was at Bull Valley's campus a couple of weeks ago when I was out in Calgary for, for some other uh, meetings. And I, I was just like the, 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 the dynamism, the innovative new programs, the energy that I could feel on campus was was palpable and so i'm really excited about the continuing ability to work with community partners with industry with uh, the, the the partners that that our members work with to say here's the learning uh here's the curriculum we need here's the programs we need uh or here's the so problems we have can you help us solve them quickly and nimbly i i'm just very excited about learning about more about what's going on about them but i i that's just what excites me. I think there's the dynamism and the innovative sort of spirit on the college campuses is something that really uh, excites me. Yeah, that's great. I think those are really good adjectives to describe the whole um, the whole system in itself. So thank you for that. Those are all my 10 questions. Thank you, Perry. You did wonderfully. Uh, thanks for playing along. Uh, and then it concludes our time together today. Uh, but before we go, do you have any final thoughts or messages you'd like to share? Well, uh, no, thanks, Katrina. This is really fun. And I would just say that um, I'm really looking forward to getting uh, out across the country over the next number of weeks and months. Uh, I encourage anyone who's interested in connecting with me, if you hear this podcast and, and want to get in touch, please do. Uh, I'm really uh, open to conversations about how CI can can be, um, you know, a, a good partner. And uh, so, yeah, I just uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get going and would love to hear from folks, um, um, you know, so reach out. Great. Well, thank you so much, Perry. And again, good luck over the coming weeks. We look forward to getting to know you better. And thank you again for your time. Terrific. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks again, Perry. It's been an absolute pleasure diving into your incredible journey. Thank you for your time and your honesty. Your commitment to innovation, advocacy, and transformative leadership truly sets the stage for an exciting chapter in the history of CICAN. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for this special episode. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Perry a little better. 
Keep an eye out for the amazing initiatives and innovations she'll be leading here at CICAN, as well as more engaging conversations and updates from the organization. Until next time, take care and stay inspired as we continue building better futures for people and communities. Goodbye.